You're now listening to J House Podcast Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wine be the gang and you know them niggas Boot it up, turned up, piped up I'm back, baby, where the love? Where the love at? I'm back, baby, where the love? Where the love at? I'm back, baby, where the love? Boot it up, turned up Yo, what's up, bro? What's up, man? Chillin', man. Good to be back. Good to be back on the pod. You know what I'm saying? Good to be back, too, but same as always. Let me give this a minute real quick. Kind as of always. Oh, wait. I hear you. You hear me? Yeah, that one was quick. Gotcha. Starting to become tradition at this point. <laughs> it, it really is. It's ridiculous. Like the first 10 seconds, it's like I'm talking to you through a fan. Yeah. And, and like after that, it it fixes itself. I can't explain it. Yeah. I invited Eric, too. I don't know if he's going to be on it. I think I did in the group chat. I think I told him we were going to do it at 10, 15 tonight. Or did I just tell you? I don't know. I'm pretty sure you told him. Oh, I did. I put it in a group chat this morning, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure I did. But, man, man, super, uh, you know, getting into this film slate for everybody at home. Welcome to J House Podcast Radio. Almost the end of January. And you know what that means. All of pop culture is starting to slide into what will be known as the biggest year for movies since the whole back slate or middle slate if you would love to say got pushed from 2020 to 2021 so i think this is probably one of the biggest years for movies in a long long time i'm talking about platforms releasing movies i'm talking about a lot you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. um out of all that though the first big film that we're looking at is Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, sir. And that, like, bro, it's, wow. It's, it's, man. I don't even know what to say about it. Like, I don't even know well, what, what thoughts to share on it, bro. Well, super quick. Yes. We're, we're going to talk about the movie, obviously, the majority of the podcast. Yeah. But, uh... I just thought before we continued to say, because today is the one-year anniversary of the death of basketball legend Kobe Bryant. Yes. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment real quick and just, like, pay quick respects to... To recognize that, yeah. Yeah, to to the legacy of really just arguably the most inspirational basketball player of this generation. Yeah. People can talk all they want about (laughs) who... who the best is and who the goat is. But for me, if you're talking about inspiration, I mean, good God, man, when I think inspiration, I think Mamba mentality. Yeah. You know, and and Kobe was one of those guys that, you know, you either loved him or you hated him. Yeah. First fan when he played, uh, I was no fan of his. Yeah. Um, But damn it, did I love to watch him. Yeah. He's the closest thing we've seen to Jordan, and it's such a tragedy what happened. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Yeah, rest in peace to Kobe. I did not, I did not mean to breeze over that. That's been like, man, 
like I asked everyone today, I'm like, where were you the day they announced Kobe had passed? And I was like, man, I was taking a nap. I was chilling. And Tessa turns over to me and she's like, Eric, Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter crash. I'm like, nah, yeah, whatever. It's just a hoax. Looked on Google and it was true. And for me, that was when 2020 started. And then the rest of it just like really really went down the drain but yeah Kobe Bryant legend uh both on and off the court you know and you know just someone who could not be conquered by anything someone who conquered life and just headstrong mindset hard work over everything and you know no one could outcompete him no one was going to outwork him and so you know that's something we should all strive for, and that and that brings me to 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 this point. And then we'll move on into the pod. Is that you know when we do in sports, especially when we get to experience greatness, no matter who it is or in what sport, you know, no matter what team we're on, let's just like take a breath and like step back and just appreciate the greatness, man. Because we might, there's no telling, we might not see greatness like that again. We might not see a person with the likes of Kobe again. We're not going to see a person with the likes of Braun, you know, again. So, like, respect the legends while they're here, no matter who they play for. Just appreciate the greatness because, you know, you never know when we're going to get that again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree with everything you said. Rest in peace to a legend. Rest in peace. All right, now on to the, the film. Yes. Man... You know what my first initial thought was? And don't worry, I'm not about to sidetrack the conversation into something else totally different. But my first initial thought was this. Hit me. Because correct me if I'm wrong, this movie's being made by Warner Brothers, right? Yes. So, you know what this tells me? What's that? They're not helpless when it comes to creating a cinematic universe. Not at all. It, It... I was thinking, that was my first thought, because I'm like, damn, this film looks lit. This is like, you know, kind of like the phase one of this. And I'm like, wait a minute, this was perfectly done. Yeah. This was perfect. You know, you you got your Kong movie, or you got the two Godzilla movies, all kind of interconnected, leading toward this. Yeah. I mean, this was just perfect. Yeah. Um. But that just shocked me. I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, damn, you guys aren't complete morons. Now, now I'm real confused. But yeah, I mean but, that. Go ahead. Like I said, though, I'm not about to. T- I'm not about to rehash all that again. No, I feel you. I feel you. Bring you brought up a good point. I thought about that as well. But then again, I'm like, that's like this is some. This isn't the first time they've done a King Kong movie. This isn't the first time they've done monster movies, but. This does like, yeah. It's the MonsterVerse is is beautiful. You can't you can't mess yeah. it up. There there's been so many monster universes made before, dating back to the old days, way before like anything. So like, it's it's always fun. You can never go wrong with a with a MonsterVerse. It's gonna be fun. I don't know, and the way in which they've done it is just perfect. I mean, obviously on a much smaller scale than the MCU, but I mean, damn, they have made a successful cinematic universe. Oh yeah. Uh, with, with this monster verse, very impressive. I love all three movies. 
As far as the hype for this one, it's easily a 10 out of 10. And if I could break the scale, it'd be an 11 out of 10, having seen the trailer. Oh, yes. I'm looking looking at it right now as we speak. I mean, dude. Now, the only negative about this is I am slightly partial to Godzilla. And from what I saw in the trailer, and that's just because I grew up on the Godzilla movies. Yeah. Like, that the, the classic cheesy as hell Japanese Godzilla movies. Yeah. Which which at the time I, I didn't know what bad special effects were. Um uh, but yeah, I'm partial to him, but from what I saw from the trailer, it almost seems like Godzilla's the antagonist. Yeah. It kind of seemed like he was the one starting shit and Kong was the good guy. Because if you watch that trailer, every time they showed him fighting, it was Kong getting the shot in on Godzilla. Yeah. Like, they show Kong punching him, throwing him off the boat, and then whopping him in the head with that axe at the end, blocking his atomic breath. Yeah. Which I thought was insanely epic. That's very epic. That that was, like, the craziest part of that whole trailer. I saw that, and I was like, oh, crap, yeah. let's go. That's, it. it's crazy. It's, like, I don't even know where to begin with it, honestly. Because there's a rumor going around, and there's a... There's people pointing to bits and pieces of the trailer. Now, if this is true, it makes perfect sense. If it's true, it makes perfect sense that it would go this way. Mm -hmm. Because real real Godzilla fans know that of all the Godzilla villains out there, there's one that was like in the most movies and was the, I guess you could say, most challenging villain of his. And that that was always Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. And from what I've seen, there's a lot of rumors saying there's references to Mecha Godzilla in the in the trailer. Uh, and then I showed you a a, a, a freeze frame mm-hmm. where it, where it appears you can see his face. Yeah. If that happens, I don't know if I'll be able to contain my excitement. Yeah. I mean, dude, that would be absolutely massive to yeah. bring him in and then have a Godzilla and Kong. Two on one handicap against Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, it it would make all the perfect sense because, like, even in the comics, shout out to my boy Jonathan Spooner. He's a Godzilla head. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even in the comics, like the the humans have to have something to fight with because there's always this big kaiju war going on. You got all these kaiju trying to knock off Godzilla because they want to be the king of the monsters. You know what I'm saying? And Zilla's just not having it. But the third party is always us. You know what I'm saying? So Mecha Godzilla, you know, is is not far from stretching. Based off the freeze frames that you sent me and like the other ones that everyone's been seeing. I have no I have no doubt that this is Mecha Godzilla. I have no doubt. And where where it gets really big for me is the fact that we're gonna get judging from the trailer shots at like maybe one fifty five round there or uh you know, around that area, we're seeing a whole different like world that Kong and Godzilla are in, probably prehistoric times back when all the monsters ruled the earth like they always mention in Godzilla and stuff so like I want to see that I want to see what what the world was like when it was just Godzilla and Kong and this apparent battle between them happened for supremacy that's what I want to see you know so I'm like 
what was the world like then? What was going on back in that day? I, I need to know, like, how, how far back does this beef go? You know? I mean, there's really just endless possibilities of where they can go with this. And that's that's what, like, I'm so happy this is happening. But at the same time, I'm frustrated because it's like, you guys are not incompetent about this stuff. Yeah. Like, you have shown me with this trailer, you know how to make interconnected movies all build towards one epic climax. Yeah. Like, they have shown it. They know how to do that. And so now it's like, yeah. Well, why haven't you? Yeah. And it, and, and, and it's in different, it's in different tones too. You know, Godzilla being this, uh, this like natural disaster type phenomenon vibe around Godzilla mentioning him as more of a natural disaster. That's the whole view. They took that whole movie King of monsters, obviously a callback to, you know, cause we were getting our first look at more Kaiju monsters fight, obviously a callback to all the old school Godzilla movies down to the score. Like it was, it was that kind of movie. You know, and then now we're getting, uh, you know, I mean, we saw Kong as well. That was, you know, a pretty Vietnam period piece. Um, and then now we're getting Godzilla versus Kong. So I'm like, I, I can dig it. I'm, I can dig it. Monster movies are a lot better to manage or easier to manage than us, than superheroes, I would say. But, you know, I mean, well, like. I, I would. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I would and would not agree with that because, on the one hand, in terms of, I guess you could say, all the fine details of a story, yeah, it's a lot easier to just say, okay, these are two big monsters. They're fighting. You know, we don't really need much there. They're they're yeah. they're just gonna fight and enjoy it. But yeah. where, where I think they're equally easy is just coming up with, okay, this is where our story begins and this is where we're going to end it. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that goes for every film franchise that's ever been made. Yeah. Everything, you know, you and I talk a lot about, and I promise we're not about to get sidetracked on everything. No, I got you. I got you. I got you. You know, you've talked a lot about what you call a formula when it comes to like MCU stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me, the only reason I don't call it a formula or, you know, talk about like Marvel, like they invented anything, is yeah. they really didn't. Like when people stop and think, like, because you've, you've said a lot, there's no rule that they had to do it like Marvel. Well, I mean, in my opinion, there's really no such thing as doing it like Marvel because all Marvel did was what every other successful franchise has done. They took a starting point and said, okay, this is where we're starting, this is where we're going. You can see where we're going with this, and then boom, here's your ending. Yeah. And then, like, for whatever reason, when it came to that DC universe, they were just, people were confused because they were like, okay, yeah. we, we've got Man of Steel, we've got Batman v Superman. Th- those two go hand in hand. Okay, that, that's the beginning of our tale. All right. And then Suicide Squad comes out kind of like a kind of connected, kind of not. Yeah. I mean, they referenced Superman dying. Um, and then after that, you know, you had Justice League, and then it was just a whole slew of where are we even going with this? Because then yeah. you had, correct me if I'm wrong, but then you had Shazam and Aquaman and uh, now Wonder Woman 84. 
Oh, and I forgot Birds of Prey, which is the ultimate example of what is the purpose of this film. <laughs> yeah. You know? It, yeah. So I'll, I'll, hmm. What I'm saying about that is, like, the mistake they made there and the one they're not making with the MonsterVerse is, you know, the MonsterVerse, we've seen where it's going, you know? Like, we're like, all right, yeah. the starting point, now we're working to the end. But with the DC yeah. Universe, I mean, it's like, okay, this film's kind of connected and this, you know, just throwing stuff against the wall. And it's like, okay, where is this going? Yeah. I I can honestly agree with you in some aspect of that because when Warner Brothers teams up with Legendary Pictures, they make magic. When Legendary Pictures and Warner Brothers gets together on something, oh, they make magic. Very true. And... And, and particularly, you know, we can date back to, you know, Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans. We can go back to those movies. We can go to, uh, you know, Pacific Rim, uh, the first one. Uh, don't know how people feel about the second one. I haven't got to watch it. But in general, I mean, with Warner Brothers, they're, they're monster-oriented films. They're, you know, films of that magnitude are ones that they've never struggled with. They can They can absolutely... You know, they can ball with that. They, you know, it's something they can ball with for sure. And, um, and cause they, they, they're that classic studio company. They know, they know what to do with, with a monster film. They, they know how to handle, you know, Godzilla. Godzilla is not limited to, uh, a comic. I mean, yeah, there, there are Godzilla comics, but, you know, Godzilla is not limited to a, a medium. He, you know, he was in film before anything else. And so, you know, there's no struggle when it comes to that. There's no deference of tone. There's no, there shouldn't be an argument about how to portray Godzilla on screen, you know, or any, there shouldn't be any mistakes made about that. Hold on a second, because in 1988, uh, they made a big ass mistake portraying Godzilla. They did. They did. So I'm going to have to, you ain't, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, buddy. Godzilla. You ain't lying. We, Godzilla. I forgot, we don't bring that up. <laughs> We don't bring 1998 up. We don't bring that up. Like that was just a big fucking iguana. I don't know what that was. That was disrespectful. But all, but real quick, <laughs> big shout out to the people that designed this Godzilla. Oh yes, he is a fucking badass looking thing. Yes, like I love that he doesn't really even look too much like the OG Godzilla. I mean, kind of like the same body structure, but the original Godzilla's head was like much longer, his neck was much longer, and he was much more kind of like dinosaur looking. Yeah. But like this Godzilla has like no neck, just a real small head, but he, he's beefed up as shit. Yeah. Like his entrance in the first movie was God tier. Like when he uh, showed up under that bridge. Yes. And then you're like, oh shit, that's just his tail. Yes. And then it's like, oh wait, here's the whole thing. Like just brilliant design. Right, go ahead. Yeah. No, I totally I totally agree with you. It's a because with with a character like Godzilla, he is one of those characters where like we know what he originally looks like in those old days, but for the new modern age, you got to do something new. You got to mix it up a little bit. It could be a little old design, but it's the majority of that. It's got to be something new. And this that's what this design team has done. They've they've made Godzilla something like, you know, 
people can look at him and, and appreciate, you know, cause they're still using the same old sound effects for him. They're, uh, they're updated. Of course, they're still using the same roar, just modernized and updated. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think people can really appreciate that. Um, and I, I sure as heck did sitting in the theater in 2014. I didn't know this movie was going to be that good. I didn't know Godzilla was going to go that hard. You know what I'm saying? But like it did. And you know, like, the design you can't go wrong you can't go wrong with the design <laughs> on godzilla and not in this not in this uh this iteration so and then the you sequel, know in my opinion was even better oh i i absolutely enjoyed the sequel I, it was i mean because king Gad- and this is like i said this is the brilliance of the monster verse i got hype for that film based off the post credit scene in kong skull island when they ref yeah. when they referenced that king Ghidorah. Was good. When I saw that that drawing of King Ghidorah on the cave, I about cried in the theater. I was so amped up for that. And then a picture yeah. of Rodan, Mothra, and obviously Godzilla. But I mean, yeah, just flawless execution on that. And then, of course, the sequel, King of the Monsters, you had King Ghidorah show up. And you had, you yeah. had Rodan, Mothra. I mean, right. that was insane. And I'm just like... They're doing this so perfectly in terms of creating the story, introducing characters. Granted, it is easier to introduce monsters and superheroes, but but yeah. I'm just like it's the same principle. It's yeah. the same principle of of making this story, and it, it's yeah. just shocking that they did so poorly on one, and they're knocking it out of the park on this one. Yeah. Do Do you know what else I would like to point out? Point whereas. Whereas with with superhero films, you're going to have to address the destruction at some point for the MCU is uh, Captain America Civil War. For DC, it was uh, Batman v Superman, to some extent Watchmen as well, where you have to deal with the backlash of destruction. When it comes to the MonsterVerse in particular, like because in superheroes it's not something that you can take lightly and just disregard to the side when it comes down to human casualties and things like that that stuff's going to happen but you can't just like treat it like it's you know oh it's okay they're just superheroes with the monsterverse and Godzilla you know and you know Kong and all this you know everyone it's no there is no stopping it there's no stopping destruction there's no stopping you know, the cataclysmic events that are going to take place when monsters go to battle or when Godzilla steps on screen. There's no stopping that. It's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the only thing that they can do, which, you know, obviously they've shown in King of Monsters, and I'm pretty sure they're going to show in Godzilla versus Kong is, you know, from a human standpoint, we're going to have to navigate around this. There isn't going to be, we can't pass a restriction or a law on Godzilla. You could pass one on Superman. You could put one on the Avengers. But in terms of, you know, the destruction that's happening with Earth, you know, what you gonna do? What you gonna do to Godzilla? What are you gonna do to Kong? What you gonna do? Put a restriction on them? What you gonna say? They can't go this way or that? What, what you gonna do? You can't do a darn thing. And that's what makes it so, so entertaining is that it's literally like it's like the grown-ups are talking, you know, the humans can go sit down. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't even live here. I ran this way before y'all ever did. So, 
you know, it's it's that aspect that I like. The humans just being caught up in the middle of it. You know, they really can't do anything to, to stop it, honestly. They just have to let it happen. They have to let it happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey. Hold on one second. You good? Yeah, sorry about that. I zoned out for a second. Oh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You high? <laughs> no, I'm not. My girlfriend sent me a text. I was responding to that real quick. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Handy business. Handy business. No rush. No rush. Yeah, but yeah, dude. Uh, I'm excited as heck for like what they're going to do with this afterwards. Because, I mean, a film like Godzilla and Kong, this could very easily be like a, a two-part movie. And then in the second, like the first one, they fight. And then they have kind of like an encounter with Mecha Godzilla. And then the second one is just all about them two versus Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. So I mean that would be, in my opinion, a phenomenal story to tell and one that would have my interest. But like I, I keep saying though, man, like I know you made all, all your points are well taken about, you know, it being easier for monsters and superheroes, but I mean, damn it. Yeah. The plan, the plan. I I got what you're saying. The plan should should be sound. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the plan, the plan it, should be exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's I got just you. insane. Yeah. Like every successful franchise that has ever existed has always had a very clear starting point and great storytelling in the middle to show you where the ending point is. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's not. That's every film ever. But with the DC universe, yeah. whatever reason, they were like, well. Fuck it. Let's just yeah. see what. I mean, hell with it. Yeah. Throw some stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. We we had it at some point, but I I I don't see it happening anymore in the in this near. I don't know. I, uh, honestly, at this, <laughs> I don't, at I don't this see point, it. I would rather DC just give like, pull the plug, give it up, and make solo films, do trilogies. You can do new characters, but. Because, I mean, they did a Joker movie and it made a billion dollars and won an Oscar. So, so I mean, it's yeah. not like they're incapable of making good movies. But, yeah. I mean, they have just really it's... sucked at building up hype for their movies and making a clear, like, storytelling. Yeah. If they if they can, I think, I think and this is just me personally, I think if they can just get out of their own way and they can... Uh, you know, if they can just get on the same page about what they want to do, you know, and no back doors, no, you know, not warning directors or none of that, you know, whatever the case may be that's going on with WB right now. If they can do that, they're fine. Because like you said, they've clearly illustrated that they can do it with the MonsterVerse. They can have, you know, there's no conflict of interest between creative or executive when it comes to this MonsterVerse. And you see how well it's flowing. You see how well it's doing. You know what I'm saying? If you can do that with this, then I know you can do it with the rest of the DC properties. I know you can. You know, I know I know you can. But like I said, you know, it's all about, you know, it's all about what they're going to do at the end of the day. So. I oh yeah, feel, and I feel like with this monster verse, like they're just gonna keep on rolling, and I think it'll be a very successful project. It has been thus far, um, given the times of COVID. This film, in all seriousness, more than likely won't crack the billion dollar mark. Um, 
Not in this COVID. No, but I, I do think the film will be wildly successful, and I think it has a real chance to be like the highest film of the year. I oh, think, yeah. Definitely. And the only other film that I think could give it a run for its money is The Batman. I think The Batman yeah. might, um, in terms of most streams, if the Snyder Cut fandom is as big as you say, it might be up there. I will, I will never deny the hype for that movie because I've had conversations with other yeah. people, man, and you're not the only one so passionate about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to. I'm. I'm rooting for all the properties coming out on HBO Max because it's a, it's a same day, same day theater release and, uh, you know, streaming at home and streaming on theaters, and I don't, you know. I understand there's a lot of mixed confusion around that. You know, even rumors of Christopher Nolan leaving because he's not having that. But at the same time, you know, if it's a good move, I mean, if it, which it has turned out, I don't see it. I don't see that, that, you know, it, it could be exciting for people. People are going to go out to theaters because they want to get out the house. They're going to go watch these movies. And uh, I think there's going to be a substantial amount of gross surrounding these movies. And then people are going to go home and <laughs> watch them a couple hundred more times on streaming. So, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's a nice, uh, nice win win uh, situation. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very hyped. I, and then you got Netflix, you know, release dropping like 50, you know, 57, like I think 72 projects, you know, in one year weekly you know like that's gonna be crazy like oh my god hey, that's gonna be phenomenal I, I scoffed at hbo max when i first heard about it but i've had that thing for about a month now and i have yet to turn back on netflix and the only reason i've turned disney plus on is to watch wandavision yeah which is a which is a crazy I... ass show man what you say that is say? a. I'm telling you, dude. I, I just. I, I said this in a different podcast. I'm just shocked at all the different angles that the MCU is willing to go with this. Like, because this is yeah. different. Like, this is. I can't compare this to any property I've ever seen. Like, th- this is completely original, completely its own thing. And it's, it's really yeah. cool to watch. But I think yeah. I think Matt just, did make the good point where he said that MCU's at the point now where they can afford like a failed project or two, and when you can afford a failed project or two, you can really just go berserk with it. Yeah, they can go rated R if they want to. I'll take that. Yeah, dude, they I'll got Deadpool that. three. Like, come on! I told you, man. If Disney yeah. thinks that 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 there's a, uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was I was thinking about when they had prop purchased Fox and they got the X Men and Fantastic Four properties. They also had a lot of other stuff. I'm like, I was in the middle of uh, I don't know about anybody else. I was in the middle of enjoying a very proper prequel Alien trilogy that I was enjoying with Prometheus and then Alien Covenant, and I needed that finished. So hey, if Disney's gonna drop me a rated R, another uh, Alien movie, they're doing a comic already. So if you if you're giving me a, a Alien movie. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, fam. I'll take it. I'm sorry, bud. You cut out there a little bit. No, I was saying, 
I was saying if Disney decides they're going to continue and do another Alien movie, I'll take it. Because they were, I mean, Fox was killing it with that Aliens trilogy so far. I was like, I'll take, I'll take another one if Disney's going to give it to me. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean. I'm sorry, I'm multitasking right now. No, you good, bro. You good. I'm chilling, bro. I'm oh, yeah. chilling. But, dude. Um, yeah. And I'm back on WandaVision real quick. I'm hyped as shit to see how Strange is going to play into all this. Yeah. Like, that's like my favorite character. But, I mean, back as it stands on Godzilla and Kong, you know, I've already decided what I'm going to do is I've got to watch it in theaters. Like, I just can I can't not watch that in theaters. You know what I mean? Like, I'm too big a fan yeah. on both these people. And uh, to see them... And here they're fighting on the big screen. I can't mess that up. Yeah. Absolutely. I already, I've, I've, I saw Godzilla in theaters. I did. I watched King of Monsters and Kong when they came out on DVD. Not missing another MonsterVerse movie. Can't do that. Not missing another. Oh, I'm not <laughs> missing any of them. Yeah. Got Got to see all yeah. of them, bro. But, bro, real quick, this is about the half minute. And I have an idea for a second half yeah. that I think you and I will have some interesting discussions in. Which Me is? Me eating crow about the Packers. Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually going to place the ad on uh, before the podcast. I've been doing that lately, so we can continue on if you want, if All that's right, cool. Fine. Man, well... Not per se, you don't have to eat crow about the like because the game was within reach for for both teams, I think. And 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 I know before, you know, you were like, yeah, you know, the Packers are going to win. The Packers are going to win it. You were perfectly within your right to to think that because I thought I'm like, you know, this is Lambo at home. You feel me? And so I know it wasn't going to be an easy, uh, easy thing, but then at the same time i'm like i i'm like this 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 guy bro this man tom brady is a trip and you never know what he's gonna do and so you know it's not you don't look this loss this loss right here that's that the packers suffered in the nfc is not it shouldn't be one to me at least that people should look at and be like oh my god the packers blah 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 again when you you have to look at it from a perspective of because now we're entering MJ territory about round that that sixth ring that that Michael Jordan had that fifth ring you know that second set of rings he was getting people couldn't no matter what team you're on you were just you you just had to witness the greatness you just had to it was a takeover and there was nothing anyone could do about it same thing for the Golden State Warriors and that run. You know, we could talk about the Yankees and the Sox and all these different franchises who went on this run and had players where we where we've just had to sit back and take it. You know, Kobe, you know what I'm saying? We just have to sit back and, and look at it like it's just something about Tom Brady, man. I, I don't know. And and I don't want people because I'm a Denver fan. You know, I'm a diehard Denver fan till I die. That's in my blood, you know, and but. People just have to, we have, we're in that time now. It's just time to sit back and appreciate the greatness, bro. 
do we have some questionable calls that I think I, I want to get your thoughts on these two calls near the goal line, second half. You, I mean, yeah, you had three opportunities to capitalize on three interceptions that Tom Brady throws. Could have scored on those. Aaron Rodgers apparently think that he ran the ball in if he had the chance. He tried to force it in. And then the call from Coach LaFleur, LeFleur, as Stephen A. would say, to give the ball back to Brady with two minutes left on the clock and try to trust your defense that he's been shredding all game to stop him. And uh, that was where I that that's where the question sort of rose up for me, and I'm like, hmm, that some some's not adding up that. But your your thoughts, bro? Your thoughts? My thoughts? Yeah. <sighs> you need a drink. You need some weed. You got you got to smoke one. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breathe, bro. Let, let, Breathe. let me start by saying this. In 2013 or 14, I think it was, I watched the Green Bay Packers play the Seattle Seahawks in the NFC Championship game. And I watched that game. And I had my heart completely ripped out of my chest. And the Seahawks threw that thing on the ground and stomped on it. And I I always thought that that game would be the most heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, leaving me devastated and pissed off game ever. And and that yeah. was up until Sunday. Because I got to tell you, I want to throw up after what I saw. I, yeah. I have never been so disappointed. I've never been so... Just let down, shocked, you know. And, you know, to answer your question um, about the calls, uh, Max Kellerman uh, is a complete and total idiot with his take on this game about Aaron Rodgers choked. Here's what I know what I saw. I saw Aaron Mm. Rodgers hit Devontae Adams right in his damn bread basket in the end zone and Devontae dropped the ball. I watched at the end of the game. You are in the red zone. There is two minutes and ten seconds left, Matt LaFleur. A field goal does you nothing. It does nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And who are you playing against, Matt? Tom Brady. I mean, it's not like this guy's known for game-winning drives in the playoff. Oh, wait a minute. That's exactly what he's known for. He's more than anybody. Yeah. I have never seen such such just cowardice coaching in the playoffs my entire life. I stopped watching the game when we kicked the field goal. I didn't even watch to the end. I didn't even see the pass interference call. I didn't have to watch. I knew what had just happened. And Packers organization as a whole, how freaking dare you? After everything that you put Aaron Rodgers through last year, when you didn't get him any help in the draft, we needed receivers and defensive players. What did you do? 
You got a quarterback in the first round and a third string running back in the second round. Neither of them did anything to help us on Sunday. And then during the trading uh, season, you signed nobody to help. You did, you did mm. nothing. You did nothing. Mm. And after all of that, you sons of bitches have the audacity in the NFC Championship game to not even let Aaron Rodgers finish the damn game. I'm pissed. I, I have never yeah. seen a legendary quarterback be treated with such disrespect. Eric, let me ask you something. How many franchises in the NFL and mine in your lifetime have had the privilege of having a Hall of Fame quarterback? Not too many. Only a Only handful. Only a handful. Even fewer have had two back-to-back. The Packers have had that. Mm-hmm. The Iron Man Brett Favre and the bad man Aaron Rodgers. And they have a combined two Super Bowls. They have mm. two. I, I I don't know what to say anymore. I really don't. I, 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 I am devastated. I am frustrated. It almost feels like the Packers didn't even want to win that game. Yeah. And, and 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 I don't mean to you know because with all due respect to Aaron Rodgers you know he is a bad man he is without a doubt the MVP candidate of this season but when he when he talked about how going forward on fourth down wasn't his call to make you know I kind of irked at that me personally I'm not you know I can't speak for every other everybody else but to me I thought like you know you're Aaron Rodgers. You know, you're the the leader of this team. You know, I'm, I know Coach LaFleur is the new new coach, and, you know, he – you know what I'm saying? I get that dynamic, but I'm like, this is your squad, bro. Did you at least fight for it to be like, hey, uh-uh, because this, this is the last chance we got. You know, this fourth down, we might not – we might not get another chance. You know, that being question one, do you think Aaron should have fought more for that? And then question number two, like – I I well not question this. This is more of an admittance. I do I understand because my prediction when we had our pre pre prediction podcast for the season, I predicted that Green Bay would go to the NFC Championship. I was right, but at the same time, you were right as well because you were skeptical on it because you were like, we need more weapons in the draft. We need, you know, we need more help on the defensive oh, end. Oh, we need, you know. And lo and behold, look what happened. So, like, it was it was a mix of that prediction where, you know, yeah, the Packers were still in good enough position with what they had to get back to the NFC Championship, and they did. But they needed more key pieces on the defensive side of the ball and another weapon to uh, for Aaron Rodgers to complement Devontae Adams as well. And so that – that is ultimately the pi- the price paid. And I'm sorry, <laughs> your Jordan Love can't get out there on the field, not in the NFC Championship, you know, with this game on the line. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, what what did you think about that? Do you think Aaron should have fought for that first down, or I mean, the to, the right to go for it on fourth down? Do you think he should have yeah, fought for sure. that? Sure, he could have argued. I, I guess I don't. But my whole thing is Matt Lafleur. Why would that thought even enter your mind? 
Like I'm I'm not interested in putting like I, I don't put this blame on Aaron. This Yeah, not this at all. This was not at a all. Matt LaFleur being <laughs> That's what this was. I, I I was shocked. I just knew we were gonna fake it. And when we kicked that field goal, that is the most depressed I've ever been after a field goal attempt. I didn't have to watch the game. I knew what we had just did. And, you know, it's like I said, how, how dare you, Green Bay, after everything you've done to this man. Here, here's a fun fact. You know, talking about defense. Aaron Rodgers has been at the Green Bay Packers for, I think, 16 years now. In 16 years, he's had a mm-hmm. top, 10, top 10 defense four times. Four times. Tom yeah. Brady was at the Patriots for 16 years. 13 of those years, he had a top 10 defense. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just don't understand how the Packers can be run this badly. And then, you know, you talk about weapons. Okay, there's Devontae Adams. Who the hell is the second best receiver on this team? Alan, Alan uh, Lazard? How about the Canadian football player? Um, it's either Brown or Scantling. We have a- I thought it's... I thought Scantling, the way they made it look like he was—he was really filling in for the season. He was really helping out a little bit, the way they made it seem at least. I mean, these are decent receivers, but for fuck's sake, these are practice squad rejects that we're playing with. These are like we are just Canadian football practice squad and one really good receiver. And you look at a guy mm. like a Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's amazing, but damn it, he's got Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, Tyree Kill, and Travis Kelsey. Shit. Yeah. Tom Brady's got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Gronk to throw to. And when he's healthy, OJ Howard. I just don't yeah. understand how Green Bay wastes such an amazing talent. You have wasted this man. And what really hurts the most about this, even though what you know, he said some things on Pat McAfee's show that made me feel a little bit better, but at this point, I could not hold it against Aaron Rodgers if he wanted to get the hell up out of Green Bay. I, I could yeah. not blame him. You know, at this point, all the disrespect, drafting his replacement, not trusting him to win the NFC Championship when he's the one that got you there. And Matt LaFleur, yeah. you just cost Aaron Rodgers a trip to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's like we invent yeah. new ways to lose. You know, I feel like right now the Saints and Packers are in a battle to see who can hurt their fans the most. And I yeah. thought the Saints were winning it, but damn it, we waited to the NFC Championship game to get our hearts ripped out. Again, same thing as last year. Yeah. And I, and I quote Matt LaFleur saying, you know, the way the game seemed to be going, kicking a field goal seemed to be the right option at the time. Just because Tom Brady throws three interceptions and – in a game, that that doesn't mean kick the field goal and be like, oh, you know, the last drive, he's not going to do anything with it. Boy, have you lost your mind. Have you lost – what? What? And plus, they didn't even have to have Tom throw it. They just kept running the clock out. 
Yeah. They had they had um what's his name? I forgot. Brain fart, just that fast. Had been acting up the whole freaking game, just killing it. Like, so I mean I don't I don't <laughs> the Packers do not deserve Aaron Rodgers. No, the I will hell say we that don't. Much. We got the man got got the man some elite weapons and, and you might have you might have would have had yourself a Super Bowl run on your hands, but I mean man. and what hurts is like I said, I'm not a thousand percent sure that Aaron really wants to come back. But who could yeah. blame him? Who could? I mean Brady left New England because he felt disrespected and it worked out for him. Yep, it did. Now he's playing in a a tenth Super Bowl. That's man, it's unreal right now. That's this unreal. Almost so scripted this like, Super Bowl. That's what I was saying, bro. That's what everyone's saying. Like it, I was like, bro, Brady's about to go to his tenth Super Bowl, and I'm like, something about it when he went to Tampa Bay. I'm like, bro this man is probably going to go to another Super Bowl. And it felt like it wasn't at first because I'm like, okay, this is the NFC. He's got some losses. He's losing. But I'm like, bro, now he's in. Is it scripted? Like, I'm asking for it. I'm asking for everyone. I'm like, this is a fairy tale. This kind of stuff doesn't happen. Tony Romo said it at the beginning of the season when they first played. He's like, I have a feeling we're going to see them in the Super Bowl like they're gonna be playing. Lo and behold, Tony Romo with the predictions. Here we go. Like, what is, is it scripted, Evan? It, is it? Can you make I don't know. this up? I mean, just think about all the different storylines and all the firsts that Tom Brady has accomplished here. I mean, the oldest, uh, yeah. oldest quarterback to play in a Super Bowl. He's already done better than uh, Joe Montana did when Joe Montana went to the Chiefs. Because Montana went to the yep. Chiefs and got to the AFC title game and lost. Brady's taken the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all the way to the Super Bowl. And I told you, dude, when, crazy. in my opinion, when Brady won his fifth Super Bowl, he finished the final chapter on the Book of Goat. When he won his uh, sixth one, he shut that book. If he wins the seventh one, he's putting a lock on it. He's putting a lock on it, and no one's going to be able like, we're talking about a possibility of not have, like, if he wins this, the fact that he's going to it already, that already, like, we're not about to have a conversation for, like, the next 15, 20 years, you know, about who's the, who's the, who the greatest quarterback of all time is. We're not, nobody's going to be able to have that conversation. But if he wins it, oh. We're definitely not talking about it because there are going to be players and quarterbacks that are going to come through and probably win what? I don't know. Depending on who they are, Patrick, maybe. I, I see Patrick winning about six or more. I could see him probably being the only one to do that. Other than that, I don't know if we're we're going to have a conversation about, like, who the greatest quarterback is. Not for the next, like, we'll probably have – we'll both have children by then. Like, you know, you'll have a kid by the time we're able to have this conversation again about who the goat is. You're not kidding, man. I mean, if he wins this ring, I 
started saying he was the GOAT after the uh, Falcons game. And then he's won a Super Bowl yeah. since. But, I mean, just the storyline of this, the GOAT versus the best. I mean, that's enough of a storyline yeah. to get me interested. Right? GOAT in my versus opinion, baby Patrick goat. Mahomes is the best quarterback <laughs> in the league right now. He is. He's a generational talent, once-in-a-lifetime player. MVP, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. Um, That's true. And if Tom Brady is able to run the gauntlet of Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, bruh. Like. There will be no talk of great quarterbacks for the next 20 decades for the next two decades i'm sorry we can't we can't we won't be able to have a great greatest quarterback conversation for the next two decades because none of the quarterbacks have seven rings and 10 super bowl appearances (laughs) so like bro it'll be crazy bro it'll it's what a time. It's just one of these times where we just have to sit back and just appreciate what we're seeing because we're probably not going to oh, see there's it no again way. for a while. Like, no way. We're just going to have to appreciate it, bro. Just the greatness. It's crazy. And they got home field advantage. First Super Bowl team to have home field advantage in the Super Bowl, in the history, in the 100 years of football. This is the first team to have home court advantage. And I I have a feeling that was strategic in Brady picking Tampa Bay because he wanted to be the first to do it at home. So, like, history made, bro. You got home court advantage. You can't lose in your own house. You can't. There's Nobody so knows your house like you. For both quarterbacks. Like, if, if Patrick Mahomes wins, I mean – that's just the most incredible run any quarterback's ever gotten off to a start in the history of the NFL. But a, back to back in your first course, two years, if Brady is able to win this Super Bowl. Forget the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. This dude will be on Mount mm-hmm. Olympus standing alone, all by, by himself on the Iron Throne. He is, you know, ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. He's. The yeah, and there, and and there and there won't be any shame in saying that if your favorite quarterback is Peyton Manning or you know Drew Brees, or, sure. they they I'm sorry, they're just gonna have to take a second and third and spot. And I had an argument with that, a Brady hater <laughs> talking about like he went he had, he had to leave and go to a team, and I'm like, dude, he's 43, and he has no time to learn this like, new system. That's impressive as hell, right? Like, people will find any reason to hate. It's pathetic. It really is. Right. I can't, like, how, like, you can't make it up. Man goes to the NFC, goes to the South, totally different division, and still is in the Super Bowl. You, you, this, you just can't make this up. You, you don't make it up. Oh, no. I mean, it, it, I'm speechless about what Tom Brady has the chance to accomplish. And believe it or not, even though he just ripped my heart out, I am pulling for him. I'm pulling for that history to be made. Just so I can say I saw it. 
just so we can I mean, talk about it. And like, also, this will be history for the check. Bucks. It'll be their first Super Bowl win. Their oh, second. this is their second? Yeah, because they won back in like 02 or oh, I yeah, think yeah, with John yeah, Gruden. Yeah, yeah, they won that. This will be their Bucks second one in franchise me. history. Bucks next time. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I'm I'm looking at the looking at the Bronco fan group chat on Facebook. Somebody put Aaron Rodgers in a Bronco uniform. Good God. <sighs> Peyton Manning is the only quarterback I want claiming to have won a Super Bowl with two different teams. F Tom Brady. Sorry. That was did I not say that to you that that was on the criteria list for me that Brady would have to win a Super Bowl with two different teams and now it's most likely he is like F Tom Brady, I'm rooting for KC. I live in sorry ass California, so I hate the Raiders and Chargers more. And Patrick Mahomes remind me of reminds me of a young Elway and an aggressive head coach. <sighs> root for Kansas City, root for Tom Brady button meme. Like Bro. <laughs> Somebody oh my god, people are like, I'm disappointed in this group. It's been over twenty four hours and haven't and I haven't seen three hundred plus posts saying We've we should go get Rogers. He is the answer for our team. <sighs> oh, you mean you wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers? No, I would. We would definitely treat him better, but like we 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 got we need to get our defense back up too. Why are there so many fake fans in this group wanting the Queefs to win? Never wish the rivals success. Golly, bro. Like, come on. You can't be that ignorant. Like, come on, bro. Some people want Matt Stafford because he's about to get traded. Uh, man, it's tough looking at this group. Deshaun Washington, it's, that, it's tough. So tough. You know, <laughs> as a Broncos fan, this, this this saddens me. This saddens me. Saddens me very I mean, much. Is it don't do any good to hate at this point? It doesn't. It doesn't make it really doesn't losing any easier. People can say f Tom Brady all they want, but it's just blind hatred. This is greatness we're witnessing. This is Michael Jordan level, probably even beyond that greatness that we're witnessing on the football field. Like. Don't be one of those people that hates now but then appreciates it later on down the line. Don't be one of those people. Like, come on, man. You just have to appreciate greatness, bro. History. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I'm going to do it just because I want to say that I saw history be made. Well, anyways, yeah. bro, this was a good one. Yeah, this was definitely a good one, bro. Definitely, for sure. I'm going to have this one posted up tomorrow because I, I have forgot to post our UFC talk. So I posted that one today. So I'll probably post this one like at midnight. If I don't, if I don't tonight, then tomorrow. But uh, yeah, man, thanks for joining, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Hype for Godzilla. Hype for Super Bowl 55. Doesn't get any better than that. This has been J House Podcast Radio. We'll catch you guys later, man. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J House Radio.